Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 2nd of December. Good to have you aboard. Got a great show planned for everybody today. Good to have you with us. However you're listening on iTunes, on Spotify, Amazon, Google, iHeart. Maybe you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. However you're listening to us, I love you long time. We are here. We made it through the week. It is finally time for the weekend. We do the show here, and then we get down to brass tacks because we have a huge sports weekend. That's what I'm talking about. I am fired up. We got games of consequence this weekend. A lot happening. Dolphins, United States, 
Miami Heat, Florida Panthers. You got the college football championship games. There is a hell of a lot going on, and I couldn't be more excited to get you all ready for it. I thank everyone for helping us wrap up the fifth week of Zaslow Show 2.0. Our title sponsor, of course, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They've been here for me since day number one. They are title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. I wouldn't be able to do this without them. If you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, you've been involved in any kind of accident, I send you to Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys because I trust them. 800-747-FREE. So, we had a terrible, Thursday night football game last night. You thought it was going to be a good game. You thought it was going to be an interesting game because it it had juice to it. If you're a Dolphin fan going into that game, and we already did this Zaslow Show 2.0 poll a couple weeks ago when the the, the Jets were, can't get it right, when the Patriots are playing the Bills, who are we rooting for? And overwhelmingly, you got to root for the Patriots. But here's the thing. I don't think it's as cut and dry as you would say, oh, you're trying to win the division. You you need Buffalo to lose. If the Patriots lost that game or if they lost last night, you're kind of crossing them off of the playoff list. They're now 6-6. They're two games back in the loss column of the final playoff spot. It's not as if the Dolphins are a lock to win the division. First and foremost, you want to make the playoffs. So I don't think it's so cut and dry that, oh, you have to root for Buffalo to lose. New England losing is pretty important as well because they're done now. Their season's over, all right? So that's one more team you can cross off the list that's not going to be competing for one of those playoff spots. And as a result, <coughs> excuse me, a Buffalo winning last night, they are now technically second place in the AFC. They are now technically first in the AFC East. The Dolphins, if they keep winning, look, they control their own destiny as far as the AFC East is concerned. But here's the thing. And we'll take a look at, you know, the playoff teams in the AFC and what they have coming up this weekend. But if the Dolphins win this weekend in San Francisco and Kansas City loses, Dolphins are first place in the AFC. First place overall in the AFC. Monster weekend. We have a ton of important action that has taken place over the weekend beginning tonight, of course, with WWE SmackDown. Make sure you're listening to It's Still Real to Me. Every Saturday, myself and Joey Levin, he's my partner, under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. It's our pro wrestling podcast. It's still real to me. Drops every Saturday. Only one episode this weekend. You know, when there's a big pay-per-view like last weekend, Survivor Series War Games, then we do two because we do a reaction show as well. Otherwise, regular episode of It's Still Real to Me. It'll drop tomorrow, late morning, early afternoon. We'll recap the entire week of pro wrestling. You know what I'm talking about. Tell your mother I say hello. All right, so... Thursday night football last night, if you managed to stay up for this mess. I only watched, well, I I watched the first half straight through, and then I was like, you know, I'm back and forth, Zaslow Mansion, Family Room, small TV for Thursday night football, because big TV starting at 10 p.m. was occupied by the Florida Panthers, of course. But Thursday night football last night, that was a pathetic effort from the Patriots. Even if you hate the Patriots like I do, you, ha- you had to have been watching the second half of that game saying to yourself, are Patriots trying? Is-, is this a Bill Belichick team that has quit on this game? Is this team trying? I- I- you had to have been thinking that. 
when you were watching the second half of that game last night. I do not know that that was a team trying. If it's not bad enough that you're subjected to Mac Jones for three hours last night, you have to watch Mac Jones play quarterback. You know he's going to play quarterback poorly. You have to watch Mac Jones play quarterback poorly, and then a team looks like they quit in the second half of the game. That game was a vomit last night. So the Patriots wind up losing. The Bills are now 9-3, and three, so the Dolphins need to keep pace. Josh Allen, 22-33, 223, two touchdowns. Finally had a game with no interceptions. Mac Jones, 22 for 36, 195 yards and a touchdown. You know how bad it is to have 36 pass attempts and you can't even get 200 yards? He sucks. So you were subjected to three hours of Mac Jones. And, and, and on top of it, if you're a Patriot fan and you got this match, Matt Patricia call in place, which you knew was going to be a disaster from the get-go. It feels like a little bit of Belichick, smartest guy in the room. No, Matt Patricia, no experience calling plays, defensive guy. It's okay, he'll do it, he'll do fine. Well, he has done fine. Team sucks. They're 6-6. Six and six. And let's be honest here. If And say what you want about the New York Jets. I, I don't think that team's any good, all right? Really good defense, but I don't think that team's any good. The New England Patriots, thank God. If you're a Patriots fan, thank God they have the Jets. They're 2-0 against the Jets. They're, they have four wins against the rest of the league. They're 4-6 otherwise. 2-0 against the Jets. They own the Jets. 4-6 otherwise. Patriots stink. I got news for you. That is not a good team. And I got more news for you, actually. This is a breaking news show today. I got more news for you. Mac Jones is not the quarterback of the Patriots next year. He's not. I can absolutely see a scenario. Especially because of the off-the-field stuff. Especially because of the personal stuff. I can totally see a scenario where Tom Brady's quarterback of the Patriots next year. I can see it. Go away for a few years. Been away three years. Like Dwayne Wade, he was away for a year and a half. You come back, you sort everything out. I can totally see that scenario. Mac Jones is not... I know it's only been two years. Okay, two, But he, he, he's a nothing. He's a blah. Mac Jones is not the quarterback of the Patriots next year. And I can see Tom Brady going back. I can see that scenario. And, and, and there seems to be some momentum building in that regard that they would trade Mac Jones. What the hell are you going to get for Mac Jones? Uh, fifth round pick? Sixth round pick? Yeah, I can get very much for him. He stinks. And that Patriot team sucks too. So they are donezo. Playoffs, done. Out of the picture. That Thursday night football game last night was a vomit. Another vomit. Now, I'm not going to complain all they shouldn't play on Thursday nights. No, I like when they play on Thursday nights. You know that. Otherwise, Bills Patriots, it's hidden on Sunday afternoon. I wouldn't be watching it anyway. So put it on Thursday night. If I want to watch it, I could watch it. Even if it sucks, all right, it's there. I don't have to watch it if I don't want to. The Panthers, we'll get to them in a little bit. The Panthers win last night 5-1. to one. Uh, I didn't... Look, Paul Maurice yesterday, he said after the morning skate he had a good feeling about the team. They look like a team today that's going to wind up coming out. And it's going to have a big effort. And, and he was right. They had a big effort. They were very good last night. Matter of fact, let me, get, let me give you a little bit. Of, I'll give you a little bit of the Panthers right here. Okay, the Panthers yesterday, it's late in the first period. It's 0-0. They're playing fine. They're getting some up. They're getting good opportunities, actually. And then uh, you, you had an outburst. Uh, I'll give you the highlights here where the Panthers scored three goals in the span of 59 seconds. With 11 shots to their credit. That really doesn't tell the story. His chances. Turnover here. Chance in front of this time. Kachuk scores. And the Panthers light the living. Putting it out in front. 
loose puck goes to Reed and couldn't get to it. Forsling fakes, now shoots and scores! Gustav Forsling and the Panthers get a couple of quick ones late in the first. Stall, back for Hornquist, he's got a chance, just go the save, Stall the follow, and then another save, and then Lombard scores! The Lamborghini, and the Panthers make it 3-0, Depko is down. That's right. How about your favorite little hockey team right there? All right. So if you stayed up to the little late night with the Cats, I mean, it was a miracle. I, I I don't remember detecting any technical issues last night with Bally Sports Florida, other than other than the usual where the audio is about a second ahead of the video. So Goldie is calling the goals before you actually, not his fault, where he's calling the goals where you actually, uh, before you see it, or he's calling the saves before you actually see it. Uh, they can't manage to figure that out. But you didn't have the the other usual technical difficulty. We just lose sound in the middle of the game. That, that, that channel sucks. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. They, they cannot get their act together. But the Panthers, they went 5-1 last night. So you stayed up for late night with the Cats. There you go. You're feeling good about that. If you woke up this morning, you turn over, you, you open up the Twitter, or you open up the NHL app, and you want to see if the Panthers won, you hope you get your Friday off to the right start. There you go. That ended up working out. Now, the Dolphins. Let's do... Now, oh, I got to tell you what we got coming up on the show today, though, okay? So, we, we got a fun show today. Huge day tomorrow morning. United States men's national soccer team. U.S., Netherlands. If we were doing big game, not a big game right now, we're doing it later on in the show. If we were doing it right now, I'm I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but I I, I think you know the direction we were going. Mike Ryan from the Dan Lebetard Show will make his debut on Zaslow Show 2.0 coming up. Mike Ryan, he hosts Morally Abhorrent. That's their soccer show that they do. He knows soccer better than anyone. We're going to get him on Zaslow Show 2.0 today. We got some questions leading up to U.S. and Netherlands tomorrow. I know what I know about soccer. I also know what I don't know about soccer. So we got to get an expert. And Mike Ryan's an expert. We're going to pepper him with questions about the U.S. national team. We got to talk about Captain America, or like they're calling him, Captain America. Christian Pulisic, is he going to be available tomorrow? I'm very excited for U.S. and Netherlands. Mike Ryan is going to join us coming up on the show. Later on in the show today, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He used to join us every Thursday on Zaslow Show. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football expert. He joins us every Friday on the show. So he's going to join us coming up, and we'll do some fantasy football. We'll get to the bottom of stuff with him. The Dolphins this weekend. We are two sleeps away from what is the biggest Dolphin game of the season since week number three. The last time the Dolphins played a big game, it was week three against Buffalo. Both teams were 2-0. Dolphins took that ass. Bills couldn't handle it. Now, last night, if you were watching Thursday Night Football, if you were watching deep into the second half and the Patriots weren't trying anymore, Bills kicked their ass, okay? If you were watching, now there's a little bit of controversy here. Did Stefan Diggs, on the sideline, was he caught by the cameras, saying, I want the effing Dolphins. Did he do that? Well, there, there's a little bit of controversy out there as to whether or not that's what he said. Now, I'm practically a lip-reading expert, and I can see. All right, I saw the tweet that was sent out by our pal Big E, huge Dolphins fan. He knows what's up. And Big E 
at Ian693 on Twitter if you want to hit him up. Great Dolphins fan. He's got the video. I'm looking at it right now. It's Stefan Diggs talking to his teammates. He's got the skull cap on. He's got the jacket. The bills are so cold. And Stefan Diggs says, I want the effing Dolphins. I'm a lip-reading expert. I don't know if you knew that about me. He says, I want the effing Dolphins. Well, there's a little bit of controversy there, I guess. All right? Because he appears to be claiming that that's not what he said. Stefan Diggs himself, and it's his verified account, he responded to Big E and said, I know this is probably what you wanted me to say, but let's not lie. Okay, thanks. Hey, listen. Stefan Diggs, you can say that you said one thing. The camera's on your face. Clear as day. I'm a lip-reading expert. And you are saying, I want the effing Dolphins. All right? That's what it says. All right? It's coming. It's coming. (coughs) We're a couple weeks away. But first things first, right? So this weekend, the Dolphins in San Francisco, and I already told you this, it's the first... It's the biggest game the Dolphins have played since week three against Buffalo. Because you look at all the games in between, those weren't big games. Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston. Not big games. If we were doing big game, not a big game, I gave you five not big games right there. It's not a big game. Dolphins did what they were supposed to do. Took care of business. Took that ass in some of those games. But those were not big games. This one this weekend. This big game. That's a spoiler, I know. I, don't skip over a big game, not a big game coming up. Don't skip over it. It's still going to be really good. I gave you a spoiler, I'm sorry. I, 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 please forgive me. But this is one of those games where you could really shut people up. You know, I saw on ESPN, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, Bart Scott, former New York Jets linebacker. Bart Scott. He's arguing with Alan Hahn. Through New York, guys. New York show. Those guys, by the way, if you saw, there's some changes in the ESPN radio lineup, and we'll, we'll get to that coming up. Those guys are actually getting off the national. They're moving back to local ESPN New York 98.7. Um, Bart Scott is arguing against who the Dolphins have played so far this year. That, and, and hey, that's fine. Look, you can only play who's on your schedule. And if you want to look at like the good wins for the Dolphins, the good wins you're talking about, Bills, uh, and Ravens, like those are the two marquee wins for the Dolphins. These next three coming up. These next three coming up. Niners, Chargers, Bills. You could add three more marquee wins to that short little list I just gave you. I don't have so much of a problem with, look, Bart Scott was saying a lot of things anti-Dolphins. But I don't have so much of a problem with Bart Scott making the argument that the Dolphins don't have any real signature wins. Uh, look who they played. It's two teams, one of them which they're competing for the AFC East with in Buffalo. Beat them. I mean, the, the Bills are cramping. Wah, I got cramped. The sun. That's why this stretch is so important for the Dolphins coming up here. Because the opportunity for, for the opinionists, all right, to get back on that anti-Tua bandwagon, that's here. Two needs to play well this weekend. Because the opinionists are going to pounce on him. They are waiting for this opportunity again. They'll be able to say, hey, it's one thing to put up these big numbers against those Turdburger teams that you beat in this five-game winning streak. 
it's another scenario to do it on the road against teams like the Niners, against teams like the Chargers, against teams like the Bills. This is the biggest Dolphin game in 10 weeks, and it's a monster. And I love it. So, those guys out there like Bart Scott, Mina Kimes, whoever else, they are waiting for the Dolphins and for Tua to fall flat on their face this Sunday night. Go out there. Leave no doubt. That's right. Everybody remembers, remember the Titans? Herman, leave no doubt. You know, that was when the referees were cheating, you know, because you got the black team and the white team. Herman, leave no doubt. I love that scene. What a great movie. Remember the Titans. What a great movie. Not the best sports movie. Everybody knows Miracle is the best sports movie. But remember the Titans? What a movie. All right, so here's what we got this weekend as far as the playoff teams in the AFC. So Buffalo winning last night. They jumped to second in the AFC right now. So Dolphins technically have dropped to fifth, but, you know, they could rectify that on their own this weekend. Kansas City at 9-2. and two, They are at Cincinnati. Already told you, if Kansas City loses and Dolphins win, Dolphins are first place in the AFC. How you look at Kansas City at 9-2. and two, They are at Cincinnati. They could lose that game. So we're rooting for the Bengals there, right? All right. Buffalo's 9-3. and three. They won last night. Tennessee, 7-4. and four. They're at Philadelphia. They could totally lose that game. So we're Eagles fans this weekend. Baltimore leading that putrid uh, leading that AFC North. They're seven and four. They have Denver. Oh, Denver. 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 Yeah, you're terrible. So Baltimore is fourth. Then you got Miami at eight and three at San Fran. Everybody knows that. Cincinnati at seven four. They got Kansas City at home. So it's kind of similar. It's kind of a similar situation to New England and Buffalo last night, where you want Buffalo to lose because you're trying to win the division, but if New England loses, that's a team you can cross off the list behind you as far as just making the playoffs. It's kind of a similar situation with Cincinnati and KC. If KC loses, you could be first place overall in the AFC. If Cincinnati loses, okay, better chance for you to make the postseason overall if you don't win the division. So, root for whoever you want. I'm rooting for Cincinnati to beat Kansas City. So Cincinnati, 7-4, they have Kansas City. And then you have the stupid Jets, also at 7-4. They are at Minnesota. All right, so you could have some moving and shaking here in the AFC playoff picture because you got some teams with some tough matchups this weekend. So those are the games to keep an eye on. Joining us now for the first time on Zaslow Show 2.0, we have Mike Ryan with us, host of Morally Abhorrent. Now, of course... All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Pass me a Johnny. That's what I'm looking to do this afternoon. Show ends. It's the weekend. Everybody's weekend starts. I can go out back. I can sit by the pool. I got a six-pack. I can crack open a Johnny Cuba for the holiday season right now. You head on over to Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. You get yourself a special six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. European roots with a Caribbean stole, Caribbean soul. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. Mike Ryan, good morning to you. You doing all right? I know you got the uh, the morally abhorrent. You got your soccer show going on right now. You're very busy with the Levitard show. You're very into the soccer. That's why we're having you on today. So I want to make sure we're all primed and ready to go for tomorrow. How excited are you? 
I, I am trying my best to stay tranquilo, but it's very hard to do, Zez, because this is one of the biggest games in U.S. men's soccer history coming up. And uh, the fun part is it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game for the U.S. That's what we're doing now, right? Like starting with the last game where, of course, you know, they, they had to win. Every game now in this tournament is the biggest game in the USMNT history? Uh, no, not exactly. In, in 02, they uh, made it to the quarterfinal. They they beat Mexico in the knockout stages and were not for a very controversial non-call on a Torsten Frings handball <laughs> off the line. The U.S. men's national team and probably would have made it to a semifinal in 2002 so there were bigger games in u.s men's soccer history in the 1950s i think they made a deep run to the semifinal. Uh, however u.s soccer and soccer as a whole in this country is uh in a better place than it was certainly in the 1950s and certainly than it was 20 years ago when the world cup was in south korea and japan it was just hard to watch those games those games were happening at like two o'clock in the morning and it didn't have the same kind of exposure. I think the sport has grown by leaps and bounds since then. Just look, I'm I'm on your podcast right now talking about it. When you started in this industry, soccer was a no-go. You would never talk no, soccer. No, you're talking Everybody about 2002. Uh, I don't have any recollection of it. There is no way I was interested. Just yeah. like, like I, there was, I had, and, and I'm not, I'm not even like a Johnny come lately where it's all, I only like, you know, soccer every four years. For really like the last 10, 12 years, I've really gotten into soccer. Part of it is my son plays uh, on a very competitive travel team. But even before he joined travel soccer, I I love it now. Like I'm the fan that you're, you've been preaching to most likely where growing up, you wouldn't catch me dead watching a soccer match. This is the worst sport and and now really over the last like dozen years that I I understand maybe maybe that's the best way to put it when, when you, you understand the intricacies of the game and you really understand what you're watching uh, it, it's it's the best game it's an incredible game uh yeah I, I think uh, what what's happening in part with soccer is more people are getting exposed to it, it it's more easily accessible it kind of became a cool thing it embraced pub culture MLS did a good job in growing their league by embracing pub culture, kind of getting is, away oh, from. Oh, by going to the pubs. You're saying. Yeah, yeah, by just embracing like the the, the more hooligans. European. Uh, well, hooligans has has such a um has such a loaded past, but I think uh, embracing some of those communal aspects uh, of soccer that make it so deeply passionate over there, and we started to see. I, I mean, this may sound glib, but the old guard is starting to change in media you're getting new media voices in there that that maybe grew up on fifa maybe have fond memories of watching the 02 or the 06 world cup and so i, I am really enjoying how the narrative surrounding soccer in this country has changed um and i i think uh we'd be remiss to not mention that the u.s women did a huge huge uh service to the sport in this country by them being so successful because in the United States kind of got to win these things for there to be real traction. That's why, I mean, we all hope just because we're supporters that the U S win this game, but every game that they win from here on out is just a huge deposit on the future of the sport in this country. And it would be great positive traction headed into the world cup three and a half years from now 
when the U.S. Uh, hosts the vast majority of the games in that tournament. What do you make of the conversation over the last couple of days? I've seen a lot of this on television. Granted, it's a lot of it coming from people who don't know soccer. But what do you make of the conversation of, eh, it's not a big deal. They're in the top 16 now. Getting into mm-hmm. the, the knockout round, uh, it, it, wh- why is that a big deal? They've scored two goals in three games. What do you make of yeah. that conversation? Um, well, I, I think that the two goals in three games is is interesting. They 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 found a way to make it to the knockout stages out of a, a very difficult group. I think the casual fan doesn't realize that this group was the only World Cup group that had all four teams ranked inside the FIFA top twenty. Now you can well, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can poke holes in the FIFA rankings. Belgium was the number two team in the world entering this tournament. They're not in the knockout stages. Italy's reigning European champions and had one of the longest winning streaks in FIFA history, and they didn't even make the tournament. There are tremendous Germany's home. There are tremendous soccer powers that did not get it to this stage. And the U.S. was in a very difficult group, and I think it's something to celebrate. This is a big, fat mission accomplished for Greg Berhalter and this program. Do we like him? Is he a good coach? I don't like Greg Berhalter. I, I don't think he's particularly a good coach, but he, he achieved the goal, which is usher this generation along. Right now, we're playing with house money. I I really wanted them to get to the knockout stage. I did not think they would get to the knockout stage. I think this is invaluable experience. I think, um, you know, from covering basketball for so long, every great team needs to suffer a little bit. At some point, the U.S. will suffer. may happen as soon as Saturday. And you take that and you build on that. And the U.S. men's soccer program has always been about 2026 and, and and that world cup is the world cup that if it's ever going to happen in our lifetime them going all the way and lifting the cup it's got to be that one so greg berhalter aced his mission in terms of getting this generation along he cycled out old players he brought in new players they're developing this is the most talented u.s side ever okay uh, for the men's team ever they're young. They have very high ceilings. We're having debates about Gio Reyna not playing. This would okay. Can you tell Gio me Re- a little bit about what's going on there? Because I, I I don't know the background. I mean, this kid hasn't played at all. Yeah. I know people are, they were angry after the first game when he didn't play. Well, what's his name? Jordan Harris from Seattle. He played yeah. over Jordan Reyna. Morris. Yeah. Jordan Morris. He played over over Reyna. And now I I I you know it's tough to know what's true and not when we're talking about the soccer media, but. That there's a rift maybe with the coach. So what's what's the story yeah. here? Yeah, Eric Winalda, former U.S. men's national team player, um, who, um, if you want a juicy bit of gossip, in 1998, he was a part of the World Cup team, and the U.S. men's national team captain, John Harks, had an affair with Eric Winalda's wife. Eric Winalda, um, yeah, did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah that, that, unfortunately, is part of his legacy. Eric Winalda... Has become a bit of a controversial figure. I, I like Eric Winalda's takes on the game for for the most part. I think uh, generally I agree with his criticisms of Greg Berhalter. He cited a pretty damn good source in Claudio Reyna, Gio's father, a former captain for the U.S. men's national team, that said Greg Berhalter approached uh, Gio to go along with this, hey, just say you were injured, and that's why I didn't play you scheme. And um, it seemed a little far-fetched, and most people were saying, consider the source, and Eric Winalda has since walked that back. But the the fact of the matter is, Gio Reyna is 
supremely talented. Gio Reyna could have really helped the U.S. men's national team in, in two of these bad second halves Why isn't he that playing? they've had. In. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Greg Berhalter, for better or worse, believes in his system, and um, th- he just is going with his team. And you know what? You have to respect the manager as long as they, they keep advancing. I think against the Dutch, Gio Reyna has a lot to offer. Gio Reyna, if, if we're playing devil's advocate with Greg Berhalter, Gio Reyna has been a very fragile player throughout his career. A lot of soft uh, tissue injuries. Not unlike Christian Pulisic. In fact, pretty similar early start to their careers, both playing for the same club and Bruce Dortmund and, and having to overcome some injuries. But Gio Reyna could have kept possession against Wales. Gio Reyna could have kept possession well against Iran. He, he flashes a special quality. Um, if you have a more direct approach to the game, he has a, a really supreme ability with the ball at his feet to dribble through traffic. I'd really like to see him play. There were all sorts of videos of Gio Reyna arriving to the team hotel with the rest of the team. And while everybody was geeked out, he was kind of in his own mode, nah. just head down, headphones on. However, on the other hand, there's videos of him hugging Greg Berhalter and his teammates after they advanced against Iran. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. If he is fit, and we saw him come in for a couple of minutes uh, against Wales. If he is fit, I want to see him out there because he's one of the most talented U.S. men's national team players ever. Should Tyler Adams had gone up to the podium post game the other day and said, I just wanted to let everybody know I ran their asses back home. <laughs> it's pronounced Byran. Um, I think Tyler Adams has, has proven to be not just class on the pitch. Great kid. No, one, no, no one's run more in this world cup than Tyler Adams say they, they chart these things. The, 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 the player tracking that they have is phenomenal. No one's logged more running than Tyler Adams. He uh, was always pegged to be team captain. I know we had the marketing campaign of captain America for Christian Pulisic. He is not a vocal leader. Um, Tyler Adams was always kind of pegged to be that guy. I'm glad that it happened. And I think he, it, the clip kind of went viral, how he handled that, Iranian journalist and he he's just a tremendous kid and he keeps improving he is he is spectacular at his role he covers so much ground he's so instinctual occupies so many passing lanes they're flatly not in this position and if you watch Greg Berhalter speak to the team Greg Berhalter is not this huge cult of personality he, he's not Pat Riley when it comes to motivation right uh, a lot of this is self-governed by the players Christian Pulisic you, I don't know how you've seen him charged up, right? You saw that video of him with his cell phone at the team hotel. I've interviewed Christian Pulisic several times. I've never seen him that excited. He's definitely he playing tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said so. Uh, he said he said as much. I I think so. But look, that's a that's a pretty bad injury. We've all gotten hit down there. I don't think we've ever gotten hit down there hard enough to be hospitalized, right? That's pretty serious. So thankfully, look, the U.S. has never had a player like Christian Pulisic. Just his touch on, on receiving a ball and his ability to dribble through traffic. That's not what Americans historically have done. And never in their history have they had a, a player who can back him up and do similar things. The U.S. has two in Gio Reyna and Brendan Aronson. It's a, it's a wonderful time to be a U.S. soccer fan, and they have a very high ceiling. And like I said, what Saturday is all about, what the re- remainder of this World Cup is all about, is getting this team positioned 
to make 2026 something that turns the fortunes of this sport around. I think we're headed in the right direction. It's irrefutable. If you watch the the TV ratings, if you see the the gates at MLS, if you see the broadcast rights, um, if you see the, the progress that they've made with equal pay for the women's national team, we are on the right track. 2026 is the year where this sport can go to the moon, but it is wholly dependent on a good performance from the U.S. And that's why this performance in this World Cup was so encouraging. It is huge for them to get out of the group stage. Are we going to remember the Pulisic goal the way we do Landon Donovan against Nigeria? I mean, Landon Donovan, there was such huge buildup. I think it was an extra time, if I'm remembering correctly. It was in the, stoppage time. Okay, and, stoppage and, time. and just the buildup. I mean, they went, you know, two-thirds of, of the yeah. field you know, to, to score that goal. Uh, so it's, it's not, it's not that goal, right? Uh, no, just because the, I actually, I didn't mean to do this on purpose. I have a, a Lebo painting behind me and that Lebo painting is a representation of the Landon Donovan goal in, in South Africa against Algeria, just a U.S. celebration, uh, behind it. Um, that was at the death. That was, your heart was in your throat the entire time. Yeah. Everybody can remember those last nine minutes against Iran and how nervous it was and how slow that, that clock ticked. They got the early goal. You were sitting on, hold this result and we're in for over a half. Against Algeria, they were done and dusted. And it was at the game's final moment that they finally broke through. So I don't think it was a, that legendary of a goal. However, if this team goes further, that goal that Pulisic had and what she got hurt will only grow yeah. in its lore. But from just a, a dramatic moment where they were they were out if they didn't get it right then and there. Uh, I don't I don't think it reaches that level. However, if the U.S. make a deeper run, perhaps it has a chance. It's certainly in the lore of U.S. soccer goals and, and America's penis and Captain America uh, Americock have only grown in, in fame since then. But I think uh, it kind of depends on how Netherlands goes. Now, how has the officiating been there? Is, is Has there been cheating? I mean, it looked like cheating when Tim Weah's goal wasn't allowed at the end of the first half. That was not offside, Mike Ryan. Uh, and uh, it was offside. It was? It was I mean, I thought I saw, I saw still pictures where he looked clearly onside. Really? No, you know, they, 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 I, I think there's a hyperanalyzation uh, of offside. I think the the science that they have to rule on offside is pretty irrefutable. There has been one mistake in an Argentina-Saudi Arabia match where they got the offside call right, but they were fixated on the wrong player when another player was holding the line. But we saw a great moment in the in the Japan-Spain game where a ball was into touch and there was just a, a slight sliver, a a centimeter of the bar uh, of the ball shaded over the line. And that was enough to keep the ball in play. They, they actually have pretty good science and they apply it to it. I think it's probably too good because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be waving off goals because of a shirt sleeve. You, you can't score with your shirt sleeve. I think for offsides, they should invoke like a, a half a foot uh, margin of error and, and let people play out because, I haven't really been able to fully celebrate a goal since 2018. I, I every time there's a goal, You're I'm waiting. just muted. I'm muted, and I'm yeah. waiting for either yeah. the offside flag or for someone yeah. to, for the VAR graphic to show up. Chelsea won a Champions League uh, last uh, two two seasons ago, 
and I I couldn't celebrate the goal that they they had on the on the counterattack, even though it was pretty plain to see that that he was on just because I've gotten so accustomed to goals being taken out. So I do think that they need to revisit it. But so no uh, cheating. I, there hasn't been cheating. We're okay. Uh, there's look the, uh, the it it opened with a bang with that Qatar Ecuador game where everybody was was thinking conspiracy theories. So far, I. I I haven't had an issue with the officiating too much. I think it's probably too good. It's a it's an overcorrection that not a lot of people have have asked for so far in this World Cup. We we have yet to see a red card. So I think all in all, the the play on the field has has been pretty good. the The unders are probably coming in a little bit more than than people would like. But so far for a, a World Cup that a lot of people were worried about. Uh, there hasn't been huge scandal and controversy. Finally here, Mike, if the U.S. wins on Saturday, we're hoping for an Argentina win over Australia, right? Like, we want to see the States yeah, man. against yeah. Messi, right? Like, that would be amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I really embrace when the, the, the U.S. is a big underdog. <laughs> I think that that's in line with our soccer culture over here. I think in, in the 90s, that's when we played some of our best ball um, I, I look back at a Confederations Cup in which the U.S. went up against arguably the greatest team ever in Spain, and Tim Howard stood on his head and got the U.S. through to a Confederations Cup final in which they played Brazil, and they actually had a lead against Brazil in that Confederations Cup final, which would have been massive. That was a pretty good generation of U.S. soccer players. But yes, to answer your question efficiently as I can, I love it when the U.S. is uh, overmatched and they're up against a historical blue blood because that's when the U.S. really embraces this underdog role and they prove to be hard to kill when they're this motivated, when they're this on the same page. It's why I'm I'm entering Saturday's game pretty hopeful. Mike, tell everyone how they could watch uh, Morally Abhorrent leading up to the game tomorrow. So Chris Whittingham and I will be live on location at Bottled Blonde in Wynwood. Uh, they don't need our help in promoting uh, to have people come out there that's where the american outlaws is uh having their watch party and people are hanging from the chandeliers out there it's pretty nuts but if you want to follow along uh, get there early if you want to watch on youtube we'll be live chris winningham and i will be live on youtube.com slash levitard and friends before the match at halftime and following the match and if you're just too involved in, in watching the match Everything that we're doing is going to be going up on the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gott's main feed podcast. So wherever you find your podcast, you can find us there, too. And everything goes up on the YouTube page afterwards, so you can watch at your own leisure. Excellent job. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate I'm into this game tomorrow, man. I'm very, very excited. I'm very into it. Let's go, man. Come on. Let's go. Who do you think wins? Who do you think Uh, wins? I think we're going to win. Touch. Come on, Netherlands. Win a war. Come on. U.S. Excellent job by Mike Ryan there. Got a little bit of the soccer for you there out of him. He, morally abhorrent. Make sure you go check him and Chris out. And, and obviously, Labatard Show. I mean, those are my guys. Everybody knows that. Metal Arc Media. All right. They got a big event coming up next week. And you know what? Maybe we'll talk to Dan next week on the show. Maybe we'll get Dan on and we could do a little bit of that. They got another one of their Moss Miami weekends coming up. So... Anyway, hey, let me take a second right now and tell you about one of our great sponsors, right? I love all my sponsors. 
Doctors on call, 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. I was sick a couple weeks ago. You could still hear. I'm still getting over this cough. That's the worst, right? The cough is always the last to go. You're going to have it for like an extra month or two. It sucks. But anyway, I, I was living in a house of disease last week. And what did I do? Doctors on call, 365, saved me. Dr. Alon and his team, Dr. Alon came over to my house, gave me a COVID test, gave me a flu test, prescribed me medicine. That's right came to my house. That's the whole point in Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. They treat children, adults, elderly. We're talking minor illnesses or minor injuries. You need an IV fluid, vitamin therapy. Like I said, they'll test you for COVID, flu, strep, blood draws. Dr. Alam will order x-rays for you. The key is he's coming to your home. If you're in a hotel, at your work, he will come to you. Based in Broward County, but serving Miami-Dade, and Southern Palm Beach as well. And here's the thing. You got to ask yourself, right? It's self-pay, but you got to ask yourself, what is the price of convenience? How much is convenience worth to you? And for me, I'm at the point in my life, convenience is everything, all right? Doctors on call, 365-786-577-9302. Doctors on call, 365.com, 786-577-9302. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, 365 days a year. That's why it's Doctors on Call 365. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. So last night, I may, I, I may have had to call Doctors on Call 365 late last night if the Panthers put up another turn of a performance last night. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll last night was, which is more likely? This is a little bit before the game yesterday, all right? Had to take the pulse of the Panther fan out there. So a little bit before the game yesterday, very controversial poll that I put up out there, all right? Which was more likely tonight? The Panthers lay an egg or Bally Sports has tech issues? Bally Sports has tech issues, by far the leader at 75% of the vote. That's right. Because you knew Bally Sports was going to have tech issues. That was a lock. You, You didn't feel good about the Panthers last night? But you knew that there was a really good chance Bally Sports was going to have tech issues. Now, I don't know if they had the same issues they've had recently, but the audio was screwed up as usual. Goldie's call is about a second ahead of the video, and that's super duper annoying. It, you're losing fans. Like, Bally's, you're losing fans. You're, I, like, I know this for a fact. They're telling me you're losing fans. Anyway, so the Panthers last night, three goals scored in 39 seconds. Uh, y- your boys last night were... Matthew Kachuk, uh, Ryan Lomberg, Gustav Forsling, and a pair of goals from Sam Bennett to really put it away. Spencer Knight was awesome. I, I wonder who's going to be in net tomorrow. Tomorrow they're at Seattle. Who's won seven in a row, by the way, the Kraken. You would think it'd be Bobrovsky's turn, but flopping around like a dead fish in the crease. I, give it tonight again. I hope it's night. Maybe you wind up getting Sasha Barkov rejoining the team. Speaking of rejoining the team, Jimmy Butler. What? That's tonight. So we'll get to that coming up. But the Panthers last night, desperately needing a victory, especially because, so the murderer of fun, Panthers coach Paul Maurice, he told you yesterday after the morning skate that some of the effect of some days uh, your team has the type of attitude, type mentality where you could tell going into the game that they're going to put up a big performance and that's what we're going to do tonight. And he, he was right. They, they win 
But what would happen if they lost? Like, if you think, if, if you look at the morning skate, and you're like, all right, we, we got the goods tonight. We're going to come out. We're going to kick ass. And, and, and then you, you lay a huge egg again. Like, what does that say? So, that was a game that they desperately needed last night. Like I said, Spencer Knight was excellent. Um, Sam Bennett with a pair of goals and Matthew Kachuk getting it going. Early on in the game with the first of uh, what would be three goals in the span of 59 games seconds. So, excellent job there by the Panthers last night. That helps you get the weekend started off on the right foot. There's a lot of big action this weekend. A lot of big action. And you may be saying to yourself, Zazlo, I gotta know. Is it a big game or is it not a big game? Let's go. Let's do it. Big game, not a big game. Every Friday, you know how we do. There's so much happening. I gotta make sure you're not wasting your time watching duds. Here we go. Big game, not a big game. Tonight, 7.30, Bally Sports, Miami Heat, your favorite little basketball team, at the Boston Celtics. Celtics are 18-4. and four. They are the best team in the NBA. The Heat are 10-12, and 12, but they're getting Jimmy Butler back. The Cavalry is on the way. Actually, the Cavalry is already in Boston. He flew up there yesterday. Jimmy Butler met back with his team. He's ready to go. You're going to get a little extra jolt. And coming off of what, you know, in a loss, what was maybe the Heat's best performance of the season. They would beat any other team but Boston the other night. They played a great game. They almost came away with a win. For a game that you lost by 13 to say you almost came away with a win, if you watch the game, the Heat were in the entire game. It got away from them in the last couple of minutes. So tonight, Heat at Celtics. That's a big game. Know it. All right. Here's what else I got. Tonight, 8 p.m., Fox, WWE SmackDown. That's right. Will the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, will he be live on SmackDown tonight to address the crowd for the first time since winning Survivor Series War Games? Yes, I think the Tribal Chief will be in attendance tonight. So if Roman Reigns is there, that's a big game. WWE SmackDown tonight. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., Fox, United States of America, best country, not perfect country, best country against Netherlands. Uh, The Dutch, I mean, you heard me with Mike Ryan there, win a war. United States, Netherlands, round of 16, knockout round. A chance to possibly face Messi? U.S. versus Netherlands. That's a big game tomorrow. You know it. Tomorrow night, 10 p.m., Bally Sports, Florida. Channel sucks. Florida Panthers at Seattle. Kraken. Can the Panthers win back-to-back games? It's very difficult with the murderer of fun standing behind the bench. But nonetheless, the Kraken, they've won seven in a row. Panthers at Kraken. That's a big game as well. Finally, I got one more here for you. Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Fox, Miami Dolphins, your favorite little football team, at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, come join me. Briny Irish Pub in Pompano. BrinyPubPompano.com. 
the world's greatest upscale dive bar. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. Don't drive straight into the ocean. Right there. Briny Irish Pub on the corner, right on the beach. Come join me this Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Dolphins 49ers. Like I said, brinypubpapito.com. And I already told you, how about this? For the first 10 people who come up and say what's up to your boy, your two-time champion broadcaster, you come dap me up, just come say hello. First 10 people who do that on Sunday. First beer's on me. Yeah, true story. First beer's on me. We can have lots of beers after that, but the first one's on me. All you got to do, come say, yo, Zaslow, what's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Here, first beer on me. Go tell the bartender. I got you. First 10 people who come up and say what's up to your boy. I got your first beer. So this Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Briny Irish Pub Pompano, brinypubpompano.com. You got live music every night. You got drink specials. You got food specials. And hey, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., watch party, U.S. and Netherlands at Briny Pub, all right? But this Sunday, first 10 people, come say what's up, 405 Dolphins, 49ers. Your first beer's on me. How you love that? Dolphins at Niners. A chance to shut everybody up. Tua. You got an opportunity to go up there against a really good 49er team. Sling it, dog. Sling it all over the field. That's what I'm talking about. Dolphins at 49ers. That's a big game. You know it. And that right there is another addition. A big game or not a big game. It's Friday, so you know what that means. Fantasy football is week 13. Got going last night. Buffalo and New England. And as every guest who joins us here on the Zazzle Show 2.0 guest line, brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Start your day off with a refreshing German lager and a can. European roots with a Caribbean soul. Johnny Cuba. Go pick up a six-pack right now with special holiday pricing. Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Johnny Cuba. Stay tranquilo. Joining us here for our regular Friday fantasy football spot is CBS Sports' fantasy football expert. He is Jamie Eisberg. Jamie, how are you today? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, the Dolphins have won five in a row. But before we get to the actual game, I would tell you, you know, just looking at it from a, a, an actual Dolphins football perspective, I feel like this is the first game since week three. It was week three against Buffalo. I think this is the first game, Jamie, that the Dolphins have had where you got some pressure on them because you look at this five-game win streak. I mean, we're talking Pittsburgh, Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Chicago. These are shit teams. For the first time since going back to the very beginning of the season, the Dolphins are kind of in like a, you know, show-me type of game. What do you think? It's definitely a step up in competition. And, you know, you you wish that they were at full strength, you know. So the, the Teron Armstead injury is is definitely not encouraging because you know what that 49ers defensive front's going to be. They get their Armstead back, Eric Armstead, you know, so they're getting a little bit healthier on that side of the ball. Obviously, Nick Bosa's a beast. And so you'd like to see the Dolphins with their, you know, their, their best players on the field. And so you know, it's certainly something to monitor there. But, you know, I mean, this is a this is why you, you know, you want to be a playoff team. These are the type of games you got to win. And, you know, like you said, you referenced the Bills game. They, they surprised a lot of people by winning that game. Maybe they surprised people by winning this one as well. So let's talk about this game. What do we like on both sides of the football? So, I mean, when you start with the 49ers, you know, you got to keep an eye on the Christian McCaffrey knee situation. You know, it sounds like he's going to be fine. If he plays, you're clearly starting him. And I think you're starting both the receivers and the tight end. You know, it's a matter of which receiver will have the bigger game. Uh, I don't think we're going to get like what you got from the 49ers, you know, three weeks ago or two games ago, excuse me. 
um, when they played the Cardinals and all the guys did well, you know, when it was Debo with the run and, and, and Ayuk with the, you know, production, the passing and the two touchdowns and George Kittle was great. So probably one of the guys will get left out if not two because the Dolphins have a very good defense, but I think you're still starting them. Certainly Kittle based on the position that he plays. Uh, for Miami, I think you're starting the two receivers and you're probably starting Tua, but I think with Armstead out, it makes it just a little bit tougher to say Tua's the same type of guy. I hope he plays well. Again, I think you got to be in a really good situation to to bench him. The, the one guy that I think that may have been available to you is Trevor Lawrence. I like his setup just a little bit better, so I'd play Lawrence over Tua. But, uh, and then with the running backs, again, I, I think there there's plenty of opportunity there, but with Raheem Mostert coming back, I think that puts Jeff Wilson more in the flex territory as opposed to a must-start guy, which he was for the last couple of weeks. And do you like starting guys like Mostert and Wilson? Maybe a little something to prove? I, I don't love the outlook because the 49ers run defense is great. Uh, Armstead's injury scares me. And the fact that they're both going to play, I think it's one, similar to the 49ers receiving core. One guy might play well. Uh, certainly the motivation is there, but I don't think you're going to get great performances from both these guys against this defense. All right, let's look at some of the bigger games in this weekend's uh, Sunday slate. What about the Jets and Minnesota? What do we think there? I think it's going to be a fun one. You know, I think it'll probably be a little bit of a low-scoring affair just because I don't necessarily think the Jets' offense is going to go into Minnesota and put up a big number like we saw them do against the Bears. And I think this Jets' defense is legit, so the Vikings' offense could struggle a little bit. Not that you're benching Justin Jefferson. He's clearly a must-start guy. And even though Dalvin Cook has struggled, you're still starting him. It's more like guys like Thielen that you might want to be a little bit concerned about. TJ Hawkinson, because of the position he plays, you're starting him. Uh, for the Jets, you know, Mike White was great for uh, Garrett Wilson. I think he's in a good spot because you can throw on this Vikings defense. That's the weakness of their defense is their secondary. Uh, Tyler Conklin comes into play. You know, you talk about the uh, Dolphins running backs against the 49ers. Well, Tyler Conklin spent his time with Minnesota to start his career, so there's another revenge game angle for you. Um, and then for the Jets' backfield, Michael Carter dealing with his ankle injury. I think Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, is a good flex play, and he's in the similar range for me like I have the Dolphins guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a better game. How about big NFC East matchup? What do you make of Washington and the New York Giants? Both teams fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, I think the run game for the the commanders has been very solid. And, and Brian Robinson's coming off a big game. You got Antonio Gibson banged up a little bit. So Robinson's in a very safe uh, spot as a number two running back, given what this Giants run defense has looked like. Uh, for the receivers, you're starting Terry McLaurin. I think you get away from Curtis Samuel. He had no targets last week. And so for a guy that had been doing a lot of nice things early in the season, because the run game has been so successful, they're just not throwing as much. So that's why Terry McLaurin, is the only safe option in the passing game because he's typically been getting good numbers with Taylor Heineke. For the Giants, you're starting Saquon Barkley, and basically that's it. You know, Darius Slayton's the number three receiver if you're desperate, but uh, again, these are two teams that want to run the ball. The nice thing for Barkley is he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, Evan Neal coming back, Daniel Bellinger coming back, uh, John Feliciano coming back, so the offensive line and just the blocking in general getting a little bit uh, better for Barkley, so it makes you feel a little more comfortable about him. What about Tennessee and Philadelphia? Yeah, I think you know what the Titans are. It's Derrick Henry or Bust. Uh, you know, you might see a good game for Traylon Burks, but it's a tough secondary that he's facing, so I would put him more on the SIG category. Uh, for Philly, I hope they're going to throw the ball because it's tough to run on the Titans. You're, you're still going to start Miles Sanders because he's coming off a 30-point PPR game. It's hard to get away from somebody like that. Uh, and for, you know, the passing game, it's another revenge game. A.J. Brown taking on his former team. He's talked a lot of trash about what the Titans uh, did, you know, or, or had left after he walked or was, was traded. Excuse me. Um, so he better live up to the billing. You're starting him no matter what. And then Devontae Smith has had eight or more targets in three straight games with Dallas Goddard banged up. So hopefully those targets lead to some good production this week against Titans. Now it's a terrible game, but there's a lot of juice to Cleveland and Houston. So what does this Sean Watson's return mean for the surrounding cast? And for folks who, who decided to take a late flyer on Deshaun Watson in their fantasy draft, are you plugging him in immediately? 
I think if you need him, it's not a bad situation. Now, the Texans don't give up a lot of production to passing games, and I think you could use last week as an example. Um, fluky things tend to happen. You know, Tua not playing the whole game, you know, so the numbers don't look as good as they probably would have had he stayed in the game. Uh, most teams just tend to run on the Texans, and clearly that's what the Browns have, you know, as good as anybody with Nick Chubb. So you're probably going to see a lot of Nick Chubb, a lot of Kareem Hunt, and then we'll see if Deshaun Watson gets opportunity to have some moments you know, from a football perspective, that they show off their new toy. So I think Watson's a low-end starter. Um, I do think that'll get some of those opportunities. I think the Browns clearly have to figure out what they have in him, and it's an opportunity, you know, to, to do so against a defense that is really just bad across the board. And on the other side of the ball, I think this is kind of their Super Bowl for the Texans because they know what the media attention is going to be, the the circus that's going to follow the Deshaun Watson debut. And so they can win this game, not jeopardize their draft status in terms of trying to get the number one overall pick, and kind of use this as their Super Bowl. So Damian Pierce has been struggling. I think you go back to him, and really it's kind of just a desperation play, though, for Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Let's do a, let's do a couple more games here. What do you make of Kansas City and Cincinnati? Cincinnati looks like they're starting to, to look closer to the team we saw at the end of last year now. It started all Bengals for the most part. You know, Jamar Chase back, Joe Mixon back. You know, so that's great to see those two guys back on the field. T. Higgins has been a monster, and, and Joe Burrow has been great. And so, you know, it's a matter of do you need Tyler Board or do you need Hayden Hurst? I think their desperation plays, Hurst being a tight end, you know, in, in a high-scoring game, you feel a little bit more comfortable about that. For the Chiefs, there are two must-start guys, clearly, in Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. I, I hope Juju Smith-Schuster's fine. He's been dealing with an illness this week. So uh, a, a good start in three-receiver leagues, a borderline start in two-receiver leagues. The backfield something to monitor because Jared McKinnon has missed some practice time with a hamstring injury. Isaiah Pacheco has done some nice things, but this is a tough team to run against. And so you have the wild card looming of Melvin Gordon, who they signed to their practice squad. If he gets an increased opportunity, he might be somebody to take a look at in some deeper leagues. And let's take a look at the Sunday night game, Colts and Cowboys. I think for the most part, to start the, the main Cowboys, and, and now you start two running backs there for them. So I, I, I love Tony Pollard. It's hard to get away from what he's done, even though last week was a disappointing game. And Zeke looked great on Thanksgiving Day. And so if he's going to run like that, he's got a chance to be you know a, a, a number one running back. I think you got to put him more in the number two category just because of Pollard being there. Uh, C.D. Lamb's a must-star guy. Dalton Schultz a must-star guy. Dak Prescott's a must-star guy. For the Colts, you know, it's Jonathan Taylor really or bust. Uh, Michael Pittman's a number two receiver in PPR. Uh, it's good to see him score a touchdown last week, but that's been few and far between. So hopefully he finds the end zone again. But, you know, I think for the Colts, it's just, uh, you know, a struggle with Matt Ryan behind that offensive line. So hopefully Jonathan Taylor continues to produce like we saw last week against Pittsburgh. Now, do we have any waiver wire, uh, interesting waiver wire pickups that we should, uh, you know, make sure that these guys are not available before we move forward this weekend? It was a huge week, you know, with a lot of the injuries in certain backfields. So, you know, I mentioned Zonovan Knight, you know, with Michael Carter banged up. Obviously, the Steelers missing Najee Harris if he's not going to play. So you look to see if Jalen Warren's available. A lot of people, you know, just because of the situation, they ran and picked up Benny Snell. I think Warren is the better of the two. He was the one working in tandem with Harris before he had a hamstring injury. Uh, you got to keep an eye on the Josh Jacobs injury. He's dealing with a calf problem. If he's out, it's Amir White, the running back from Georgia, the rookie. I think would be the lead running back there, but also Amir Abdullah. You know, he's still hanging around the NFL, if you can believe that. But uh, those two guys with split touches there for the uh, for the Raiders if if Josh Jacobs can't go. Uh, the receivers, I think there's there's one must-start guy if you get him in a three-receiver league, and that's Zay Jones. So take a look at your waiver wire. Make sure he's not uh, still out there because I think you're going to see a big game for Trevor Lawrence taking on the Lions. And then there's some smaller guys or, or, or lesser rostered guys that could be impactful this week. Michael Carter has been productive without uh, Mike Williams on the field. He's certainly somebody worth taking a look at in that same game. 
Matt Collins has done a nice job without Darren Waller and uh, Hunter Renfro on the field. So it's going to be a high-scoring affair between the Raiders and the Chargers. And I think both Carter and, and Matt Collins could be uh, useful this week in three receiver leagues. And are there any other uh, I- injury news, I- injury situations that we need to keep an eye on that you haven't mentioned yet? I think, you know, the, the Jerry Judy injury is, is you know, probably not going to play. Mike Williams, again, you know, those are the two receivers that are, are, are certainly worth looking at because they impact so many different guys. You know, uh, Corlin Sutton for the Broncos, and you know, even Greg Dolchitz and Russell Wilson, if, if Jerry Judy is able to play. Uh, clearly, Mike Williams would impact Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, uh, DeAndre Carter, as I mentioned. Uh, the running backs, though, are the big ones. Michael Carter, Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne. You know, he, he's expected to play, but if he's out for whatever reason, Michael Hasty. Um, and then Josh Jacobs as well, you know, so that's, that's, uh, those are the running back ones. And then keep an eye on Lamar Jackson with the spot injury. I don't know what he's dealing with, but he's been struggling of late. Hopefully he can uh, get back to being Lamar Jackson again and help some people win some fantasy championships. Excellent job as always, Jamie. Tell everyone how they can hear you and your pals on Sunday leading up to the games. Sunday, 10 o'clock, uh, we get you started with our preview show leading up to the one o'clock kickoffs. And we have a lot of different moving parts that show involves fantasy involves gambling. We have a lot of guys, uh, of our touts that come on and give you props, they give you picks, you know, help you win money a different way. Uh, we have hits from around the stadiums. It's a, uh, it's a very fun and uh, engaging pregame show. So I encourage you to check it out. CBS sports HQ. It's our 24 hour streaming network. Awesome job, Jamie. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Yeah. Zaz, you're the best. Good to talk to you, bud. So hopefully Jamie was able to give you some help there with your fantasy football. You can always hit him up at Jamie Eisenberg on Twitter. He'll answer your questions leading up to Sunday's games. Of course, last night, week 13, got underway with just a, a dud of a game. Uh, at Mac Jones, I'm subjected to that, an entire a standalone game. He sucks. He's done in New England. He will not be back there next year. Can, can you believe you got people like Tannenbaum? Where are you now, Tannenbaum, going on my television talking about Mac Jones being better than Tua Tonga Vailoa? You got you to gotta have your head examined. You really do. So anyway, thanks again to Jamie for joining us there. Appreciate him. All right, this is this is such a big weekend, man. But you know how we wrap up every show. We got to let you know. Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? All right, first up, the Heat back in action tonight. Can they shock everyone? 18-4, and four, these Boston Celtics. Best team in the NBA. They are very impressive. Jason Tatum is obviously in the MVP conversation. Can they, they're not going to win every game. Can the Heat go up there? And get that win after a real good performance a couple nights ago. How about Jimmy Butler returning? Here he was on his private flight up to Boston yesterday. Boston. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Can't wait. I've been out for too long. I'm getting thirsty. We're on the way. Go Heat. Oh, yes. You're screwed, Celtics. Big trouble now. You... Jimmy flying up to Boston to rejoin his team and play the Celtics. You know what that is. That's bad news for the Celtics. So, that's a big deal. Jimmy, you could tell he's excited to get back with his team. You'll get a little bit of an emotional boost. Maybe they're starting to get a little healthier. Is it po- Can we possibly see Victor Oladipo at some point? I know he's already been ruled out for tonight and for Monday against Memphis. But let's go. Team is starting to get healthier. That's a big deal. How about last night? Before the Panthers game. I really like this. Panthers won 5-1 last night before the game. Now they're in Vancouver. Of course, Roberto Luongo in between his two stints with the Panthers. Luongo, one of the best goaltenders in the league for the Vancouver Canucks, went to the Stanley Cup Finals one year. They lost in Game 7 to the Boston Bruins. I hate Boston. Roberto Luongo uh, was was a, a very popular figure in Vancouver 
and he was honored before the game. Him and the Sedin twins, they're standing there at center ice. Daniel Henrik and Roberto was able to address the crowd because there's been news. They are putting him in the, you know, their version of the Ring of Honor. They're going to do a ceremony next year. That was just recently announced. Give Roberto before the game yesterday, before the puck drop a listen. Uh, it's my... Uh... This is this is actually the first time I get a chance to address you guys since uh, since I left. So uh, I want a few things I want to say. First, I want to thank you guys on behalf of Hank, Danny, and myself uh, for everything you guys have done over the years. Um, but on a, but on a personal note, I really wanted to thank you guys for pushing me to be a better goaltender, pushing me to be a better person every single night, and now. I know there's a lot of debate uh, about the Ring of Honor and the flag, but that stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is moments like tonight and sharing it with you guys. So thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you next year. Man, I miss that guy. I love Roberto Luongo. Really, it it doesn't get enough credit and really one of the all-time great sports figures in the history of South Florida sports. Just didn't do any winning. Um, But love that he was able to finish his career as last. What are we talking Five seasons, I think it was, with the uh, four seasons with the Panthers. Anyway, I was wondering there, okay, and, and they weren't booing. They were, I was wondering, what was what's the controversy there? It, do some Vancouver fans, they don't feel that he deserves to be in their ring of honor? But Goldie came in immediately after what he chimed in. He let us know. And I was glad he did, because I wasn't aware of this. There are, like, like Vancouver fans, they feel, see... They're putting him in the Ring of Honor, but they are not retiring his number. Now, his number one is retired at FLA Live Arena. It's retired by the Panthers. They are putting him in the Ring of Honor. They are not retiring his number. And he told you there, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about that. That's not what it's about. But some fans apparently are upset with the organization. He's their all-time leader and wins, just like for the Panthers. They're upset that they're not also retiring his number one. So I was glad Goldie clarified that. I was wondering, what's, what's the issue here? Also glad that Roberto is, like, he does not seem phased by it. He's glad he's being honored, and that's going to take place next year. That's a big deal. Big Roberto Luano, Luongo fan. Glad he was honored and treated really, really well by Vancouver when he returned there. All right, big deal or not a big deal? How about yesterday from the Pat McAfee show? You know I love Pat McAfee. And the Pat McAfee show yesterday, you know, every every Tuesday he, he has Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. He has Aaron Rodgers on his show. And listen to Pat McAfee here. He wanted to make sure whenever Brett Favre's name gets mentioned, he wants you to remember uh, what a dirtbag Brett Favre is. Honestly, there are limited times where I go, Brain, what a good job there. Mm-hmm. As Aaron's talking about, you know, learning about being tough from the guy that played football before him, yeah. Brett Favre at Green Bay. My brain literally was like, we're in holiday season. Brett Favre, what did he do? Didn't just steal from the poor. Yeah, he did that. What else? Oh, he is the actual yeah. Sticky Finger Bandits yep, that's right. from Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. in New York. So then I mentioned that to Aaron. I think it took a couple seconds for everything to settle <laughs> in. And then there was a Jesus. Yeah, I yeah. was just waiting. And my brain was like so happy. I was so pumped. I'm like, good for you, man. Way to put that together. And we have to make sure that is mentioned every time that man's mentioned. Have to. Because that is a big deal that that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Terrible. That's a big deal. Now... Obviously, Brett Favre Enterprises is alleging that this is all wrong. That's right. And I can't wait. Ruse. And I can't wait to hear BFE. BFE. You know, yeah. drop mm-hmm. BFE. <laughs> Brett Favre Enterprises. 
I can't wait for bumfuck Egypt yeah. to uh-huh. drop Brett Favre Enterprises' side of the story, and we will judge it accordingly. Right. But for the information yeah. that we have currently, every time his name gets brought up, we have to mention. Hands are tied. Have to do it. He he tied the hands of the poor people yes, and took money right out of their pockets. That's right. And we have to talk about that. Even though football player, incredibly tough football player, For terrible sure. football player, good football player, right. did a lot of things, certainly in the middle of stealing from poor people in, in Mississippi right now. Absolutely. Have to chat about that. I like it. Again, that's from the Pat McAfee show, and that's a big deal because here's something that bothers me about people and about, about some of the you know opinionists in, in media, ESPN, or whatever channel you're on, where it's like, why are we talking about this? Why are we mentioning this? Do it. You're one of the people. You're on television. You got your show, your radio show, podcast, whatever it is. And so Pat McAfee, rather than bemoaning the fact that when Brett Favre's name is brought up, why aren't we mentioning that he's also a dirtbag and stole from the poor? You know what he's doing? He's doing it. He's mentioning it. So good job out of Pat McAfee there. That's from the Pat McAfee show. That's a big deal. How about big deal or not a big deal? So... Not one of the marquee games in the NFL this weekend. Because you got you actually had some really good games in the NFL this weekend. Jets at Vikings, Commanders at Giants, Titans at Eagles, Chiefs at Bengals, Dolphins at 49ers. But one of the marquee games is with two terrible teams. The Browns at the Texans. And it's Deshaun Watson's first game back. And it's at the Texans. Did you see there is going to be a suite at the stadium where at least 10 of his accusers, Tony Busby put it together, he was the, you know, the representing attorney, at least 10 of Deshaun Watson's accusers are going to be at the game, watching the game in the suite. I don't understand what's going on here. This is very strange to me. Now, look, I'm not one of the accusers, or and I'm not one of his victims, so you're going to feel the way you're going to feel. I, I don't know how you feel. But I feel like, for me, I don't want to watch him play. I don't want to be there. It's a That's a very strange thing. Like, So they're just going to be chilling? Like, are they going to be stone-faced the whole time? Are they going to be watching the game, just chilling, just stone-faced watching the game? Like, I would say... I would, I would assume the cameras are going to catch them a bunch of times. What happens if, like, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're kibitzing, they're having a good time, they're laughing, they're, they're socializing. That'll look weird, right, if they're having a great time. And you would think if you go to a football game, you go to a suite, you're going to have a great time. So are they just going to sit there stone-faced? You can't do any cheering or anything. You, you'll look like it'll look weird if you're happy, right? I don't know. Is the camera going to show them, like, if Deshaun Watson is sacked? Then you pan the camera to them, and they're cheering. Yeah, I hope he's hurt. It's, it's, it's very strange to me that they're just going to be in the suite there. Now, they're not going to be bothering him. It's not like he could see them. You're not going to be able to hear them booing him. Do whatever you want. I just, I think that's a very strange scene. So, I'm going big deal. I'm wondering what that's going to look like. I'm wondering how they're going to react. Are they just going to sit there staring, you know, no expressions the whole time? It's very weird to me. All right. Finally, I got one more. Big deal or not a big deal? ESPN Radio is adjusting their lineup. It really seems like they adjust their lineup every other week. ESPN Radio is adjusting their lineup. 
Barton Hahn are leaving the national stage and they're going back to local ESPN 98.7 New York, which is owned by Good Karma Brands. Love those guys. Shout out. And that means there's a slot opening up in the midday there. But there's also a slot opening up in the evening because Sarah Spain announced, I think last week, that she is leaving Spain and Fitz. She is leaving that show. Fitz is actually going to the middays there. I don't know his point. Oh, Harry Douglas. But Sarah Spain is leaving her show. And I'm a big fan of Sarah Spain. Shout out to Sarah Spain. So what's happening in that night slot? How about Amber Wilson, my former co-host, greatest girl? has got the gig. She's the new evening host there, ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and and I believe with Joe Fortenbaugh, right? So Joe and Amber, that's the show. Starting the new year, January 1 or, you know, whatever the first weekday is there. 7 to 9 p.m. every night, Amber Wilson is now a full-time ESPN Radio host Monday through Friday every night. Uh, I'm so proud of her. It's so well-deserved. She worked her ass off for years to get to that position. You know, it doesn't happen right away for everyone. She worked her ass off for a really long time, went through uh, personal triumphs and uh, personal, you know, tribulations and overcame all of it, including having to work with me on a daily basis. And I I couldn't be happier for her. She's going to kill it. She's going to be so great. So make sure you hit her up. Congratulations to her. 7 p.m. every night ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber. Amber Wilson is, is just going to kill it. So that's a big deal. Everybody knows that. All right. That's our show for today. That's going to wrap up a Friday show. That's going to wrap up week number five of Zaslow Show 2.0. I love all you guys. Appreciate you listening. Thanks to Jamie Eisenberg and Mike Ryan, Morley of Herent for joining us earlier in the show today. And of course, a huge thank you to all of our sponsors. We brought on several new sponsors this week, including Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com. Make sure you go there, get your home covered, your car. You got to make sure you're protected, bruntinsurance.com. Also, we welcome this week, we have Doctors on Call 365. They jumped aboard this week. And of course, Johnny Cuba. Stay tranquilo. Pass me a Johnny. It's the weekend. That's what you should be doing all throughout the weekend. Enjoy a nice cold one. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. And of course, our mainstays, Briny Pub Pompano, and our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. Those are our sponsors right now. If you want to jump aboard on Zaslow Show 2.0 and partner up, if it's going to work for you, if it works for me, let's do it. All right. You can go to add Zaslow Show on Twitter. You can see my email is right there. You can hit me up. We can see if we could work out a partnership. I'd love to have you aboard Zaslow Show 2.0. Thanks to everybody involved in putting together a great show today. Really good job by everyone. We'll talk to you on Monday on Zaslow Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. 
I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.